would turn to the book of Mark, chapter number 10. I'm not going to Mark 6, and I'm not going to Mark 8. That's uh, been Pastor Lee's favorite passages, and uh, that's all right. I done set him on another little chase there. I done, I done text him something else about that passage Wednesday night, and he's like, I'm going to wring your neck. <laughs> amen, amen. I said, boy, I can't wait till Sunday. He's like, I'm not going to preach that Sunday. He's like, I don't think the people can take it one more time. Amen, amen. So glad that you're here tonight in the presence of the Lord. Come on, somebody say, grant it, Lord, grant it, grant it, Lord, grant it. Grant it, Lord, do it. Do it in our hearts and do it in our lives, oh God. Do what you want to do, Lord. Do what you want to do, Lord. Because this is your time, your house, your word, your people. Father, this is about you, so do what you want to do tonight. We bless you and we honor you, God. We praise you. We thank you, Jesus. Mark chapter 10, if you have your Bibles, beginning at verse number 46, familiar story. Uh, I will say, uh, like Pastor Lee, I'm still working this out. I'm going to work it out while I work it out. And um, it seems like the more I look at, the more I see and the more the Lord just puts. And and, I'm convinced there's stuff that's that's here that wasn't here ten years ago when I preached it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's just it's just what the Lord uh, is doing at the season. Mark chapter ten, verse number forty-six. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. He knows he'd been begging long enough. He said, I've been begging long enough. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many, now this is, I mean, I just still can't even comprehend this. And many charged him. Now these are the disciples that's with him. These are Jesus' followers that's with him. And when he began to cry, it says, And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. 
And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Now watch. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Back in verse 50 it says this. Of course, they, in 49 he, he called him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And it says, And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. I, I want to talk to you just for a few moments tonight from the subject, I refuse to stay here. Yeah. I refuse yeah. to stay here. I don't know I don't know what highway side you've been sitting beside. I don't know where you have been begging and pleading in your life. I don't know where you have felt to where you don't have a vision. You can't see how things are going to come about and see how things are going to happen. And I don't know where you feel stuck. And I don't know where it seems like things aren't moving the way that you want to move. But somewhere when things on the outside and in the external aren't moving exactly right, somewhere down on the inside there has to be something stirring and rising. Before he ever rose up in his body, he rose up on the inside and said, I refuse to stay here. I refuse that this is not, this is not going to be the rest of my life. This, I, this is not how I'm going to live the rest of my life. I'm going to rise up. I'm going to get out of here. I refuse to stay here. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your word, for your love, your mercy, God. We thank you for your power and your spirit. Move upon your people. They're your people, God. And Father, I pray you bless them abundantly as you always do. Move, oh God, in your word tonight, oh God. Your word is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. God, I will not act like it's killing me to preach something that has this much life. I will preach, oh God, Lord, as you anoint and as you help. God, I, I am thrilled to be able to stand here and to declare the word of life to your people. May it pierce every dead area, every dying area, every afflicted area, and may it bring life where life is needed, and may it raise us up, and may we cast off things that we don't need to wear anymore, and may we come to you and run to you, and may we understand, God, what you want to do in our hearts. May we look at where we are and say we refuse to stay here because, God, you're calling us to a greater place. You're calling us to a, to a greater future future, a future and a hope. And God, we believe that you're going to do something great and awesome in this house. And Father, we'll give you the praise and the thanks and the glory for what you do. For Lord, we ask it now in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Amen, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and just tell him, I refuse to stay here. I refuse. I refuse to stay here. Don't leave the church. Look, look, look at everybody going to the door. Look, that ain't what I was talking about. <laughs> what is up with that? I'm going to start praying for bladders and kidneys. and Anyway, amen. Where was I? And, and and they came to Jericho, 
and as they came out of Jericho. Doesn't really tell us what he did there, but it tells us that on his way out, that outside of Jericho, outside of the city, outside of the community, outside of the fellowship, that there sat a blind man begging. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever felt like the spiritual parade is going by and you was on the outside? That, that, you, was, that you was a spectator instead of a participator? You wanted to participate. You wanted to be a part of it. You wanted in to what everybody else was getting in. You wanted to feel what it seemed like everybody else was feeling. You wanted to experience what it seemed everybody else was experiencing. You wanted to take part of what it looked like everybody else was taking part of. You wanted that, but it seemed like it just kept passing you by. And you're on the outside. Not when they was going in. He wasn't on the in crowd. He was on the outside. And when they came out, there sat a blind man, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. And he sat there and he was he was begging. He was begging. You ever felt like... Ever felt like you was on the outside? When you feel like an outsider, you 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 feel like you're a beggar, you're a pleader, you're 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 just asking for enough to get by. Lord, just get just get me through this day, Lord. Sometimes it's just get me through this moment, just get me through this meeting, just get me through this minute, just get me through this phone conversation. <laughs> Man, y'all not gonna be real with me. Y'all, some of y'all's minds went out with them people. <laughs> Come on back in here. Let's have church. So 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 he. He he's he's coming out, and when he comes out, he sees he, he he he. There's this man, blind Bartimaeus. He goes out with his disciples, and there there he is. And and and, and I will have to say this about about society having. I don't want to get into all that, but society has always had its outcasts. Always had those that seemed on the fringe. Always had those that seemed like they're on the outside looking in. But I want to tell you something. You don't have to have anything physically wrong with you. You don't have to have any. There, sh- there can be no uh, visible or apparent deficiency about you because sometimes it's how you feel about yourself that causes you to adopt the mentality of an outsider that I'm on the outside looking in, that, I, that, I, that I'm a beggar, that, I, that I'm not... Come on, are you with me? That, that sometimes it's because of something that's maybe happened in your past. Maybe you've been, you've been brought to that point. Maybe life has brought you to that point, but it's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I'm, just, I'm just unworthy. Abby was saying it earlier. I'm not worthy. I, I, I don't deserve this. Who does deserve it? Who, who is worthy? The Lord makes you. Let me tell you, the cross makes you worthy. What Jesus did on the cross, the blood of Jesus makes you worthy. The blood makes you worth. If he shed his blood for you, he said if he spared not his own son, then will he not also freely give you all things? He said if I'm going to give you the blood of my son, the blood of my Jesus, I'm not going to hold nothing back from you. I'll give it all to you. That means you're worthy. You're worthy. Because your blood covered. And, and, and anyway, so, so blind, blind my And I, I know there's different things that's, that's wrong with different people and and that, that can cause them to, 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 to feel like outcasts. And I, I know there's different physical things. And, you know, there's deafness, there's lameness. And all this, but, but blindness would just have to be, I don't know, I got to thinking about this week. And I just felt like blindness would have to have, be a category all its own. Yeah. I mean, because lameness, you, you, can, you, can, you can find a way to get around. People can help you around. You know, 
deaf people, they, they have ways that they can communicate and they can, they can show signs, they can write, they can do. But, but, but blind people, I mean, it's, it's so much more difficult to get around, to maneuver, to communicate, to, to know where you're at, to know. Come on, have, have you ever just kind of wondered, God, God where, where am I even at? Where am I even at? Now, if you're not there right now, then praise God and thank God. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your neighbor who doesn't know where they're at. Doesn't know where they're at in life. Doesn't know, Lord, what really is going on? Where, where am I at with you? Where am I at spiritually? Where am I at in my journey? Where am I at? I, I often wonder, did Bartimaeus even know where he was? Because here he is. He's, he's, he's blind and he cannot, he cannot see. Now, I don't know. I'm not into biology. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but I have, I have read and studied some, and I, I, I do know this, that I've read on a couple occasions that, that there are times, not every time, not all the time, but there are times that when one of our senses begins to be diminished, there are other senses that increase and are heightened because it begins to compensate for what you're lacking. So when, you're, when your eyes aren't operating right, you might be able to hear better. You might be able to hear better. Is that better? Okay. So, 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 watch it. Bartimaeus is blind. He did not see Jesus come by. He did not have his own confirmation. Y'all not going. He did. He he said, "I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know what is. I can't see. I can't see." I mean, everybody up there shouting. Pastor Lee's up there hitting the mic, and he—he's all excited. But I can't—I can't see. Okay, but but if you can't see, that's all right. Don't feel bad. Don't worry about it. If you can't see, then let your spiritual hearing be heightened and intensified and increase and become more sensitive and, and, and be like Bartimaeus. I can't see Jesus for myself. I can't really see him doing anything. Listen, Bartimaeus, I, I just got, can I just preach it the way I feel? Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus had never seen them loaves and fish. Bartimaeus had never seen a lame man leap. He had never seen a deaf man. He had never seen a miracle of Jesus. He would never seen Jesus walk on water. He would never seen any of that. But he heard it. But he, but he heard it, and 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 faith. If, if I wasn't so big, I'd jump on a pew like Pastor Lee. But I don't want it to break because I don't want to pay for it. He he hadn't seen it, but he heard it. Watch, because faith does not come by sight. Faith comes by what you hear. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word. There's people under the sound of my voice. I know this. I don't have anybody in mind when I say this. But there's people I know in my heart under the sound of my voice. You can't see God moving right now. You can't see it happening. You can't see the way out. You can't see it. You see there's a spiritual parade going on. You see everybody else getting blessed. But you in a situation, you say, I don't see nothing happening. I don't see this happen. I don't see that happen. I don't see any progress. I don't see any growth. I don't see any of that. But listen, maybe, maybe God doesn't want you to see right now. Maybe before you see it, He wants you to hear about somebody. 
He wants you to, so, so if you can't see God moving in your situation, just hear how God's moving in this situation. Just hear how God's moving in this situation. Just hear how God's moving in somebody else's life. And when you hear it, let something rise up on the inside of you that says, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, even when I got no visible confirmation, something I've heard, there's something I've heard that's stirring up something on the inside of me. Now, now he's still blind. He's still got deficiency. He's still an outcast. But he heard. <laughs> he's heard something. He's heard something. Listen, don't, don't judge what I've heard by where I'm at right now. Don't judge what I've heard by what you don't see happening in me right now. Just know that I could be sitting by the highway side hearing about the man and stirring up my faith and believing and anticipating the moment when he comes by my way. And when he comes by my way, ain't nothing going to keep me from reaching out, from crying out, from calling out and trying to get his attention because I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. And so, so I don't know why I have notes. Because I don't even know where, where I'm at. I'll work it out. Work it out. So blind Bartimaeus had seen no miracle, had seen Jesus do nothing, but he had heard. He had heard. If you took, if you took just what you've heard, for those that's been here, if you took just what you've heard in this church the last month, you got no reason not to have faith, not to believe, not to have expectation. Not to have something stirring up on the inside saying, my God can do it. He can do exceeding abundantly above everything that I can ask or think. My God can do anything. If you could just hear it, just hear it, just hear it, just hear it. You might be blind. You might have no vision of your own. You might have no vision of your own situation. You got no way of understanding how it's going to be fixed. I've been here a long time. I've been a beggar all my life. but And I'm blind. I can't see. I don't know, but I hear something going on. I hear that God's moving. I hear that God's healing. I hear that God's restoring. I hear that God is saving. I hear that God is... I hear that... Je- is this Jesus of Nazareth coming through? Let me, let me say he's... He's, he's Bar Timaeus. Bar means son of. And, and Timaeus was his dad's name. It's, it tells us Bar Timaeus, son of Timaeus. We don't even really know his name. He's just called by who his daddy is. By what his past is. By what his genetics. <laughs> by what's natural. He's called by what's natural. What's, what's, what's in the physical realm? What's in the world, in the, in the natural realm? He's called, he's called son of Timaeus. Son of Timaeus. Timaeus, one source said that Timaeus could have uh, been, uh, the, the meaning of the word Timaeus, the name Timaeus, could it be poverty. He's the son of poverty. Come on, this goes back to what Pastor Lee was preaching yeah. Wednesday about the, the, the loaves. Is it because we have no bread? 
You know? When you're, when you're brought up a son of poverty, that's your mentality. That's your mindset. I don't have enough and I ain't got enough and I'll never have enough and what am I going to do? And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wring my hands. Now I hear about you, but I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wring my hands and I'm just fretting and I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Why? Because you're a son of poverty. Because that's, that's all you've known. But he's heard something. He's heard something that's challenged what he's known all his life. And he's heard it. And all of a sudden he's... I feel and I sense and I, I can't see anything, but I, but I hear some excitement. I hear a rumbling. I hear, and when he heard, watch what it says. It says that when he, when he heard that it was Jesus, when he heard that it was Jesus, oh my goodness. You see, 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 when he, when he heard that it was Jesus, something, something that was on the inside. How many knows that faith has to be expressed? Faith has to have an expression. His anticipation, his faith was not something that he is just like, I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe he can touch me. Sounds like one doozy of a spiritual parade going on. He wasn't sitting up there saying, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, Jesus, son of Jesus, son of David. Jesus, son of David. No. The Bible said something stirred in him and he began to cry out. Now listen, I know, I know, I know that some people would be tempted to say, some people would be tempted to say that we don't have to cry out today because, G, because Bartimaeus had to cry out then because he had to get Jesus' attention. I got news for you. Yeah. I got news for you. Jesus already knew where Bartimaeus was at. Yeah. Jesus already knew what Bartimaeus needed. Jesus already knew Bartimaeus' level of faith. Jesus already knew that he had heard about him. Jesus already knew. Jesus knew where Bartimaeus was. He did not need Bartimaeus to yell and to shout to get Jesus' attention. Jesus knew where Bartimaeus was, just like Jesus knows where you're at. It wasn't about getting Jesus' attention. I believe sometimes he wants us to cry out so we let him know that the situation's got our attention. And that faith has arrested us. And God, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to cry unto you over it. Right? I, I'm going I'm to cry unto him. I'm not going to cry about stuff. I'm going to cry out to you because there's a faith cry. Listen, there's a desperate cry, but then there's a faith cry. And when he began to cry out, he was not crying just in desperation saying, If you don't help me. No. It was Jesus. Son of David! This is, this is powerful, y'all. This is powerful. Because up until now, up until now, nobody had called Jesus. Chronologically speaking, nobody had called Jesus Son of David. Nobody. Bartimaeus is blind. He hadn't gone down to the local library and run Jesus' genealogy and said, Son of David! No. Something that he heard. It was something that stirred. Come on. 
Oh my gosh. He 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 had done he had done got that revelation. He he had done got something opened up, revealed to him. He he got that. And, and so he began to call based on that revelation, he began to call Jesus something that nobody else had called. Now now see see you gotta understand that the Jews were looking for 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 Messiah bin Joseph and Messiah bin David. Messiah bin Joseph, Messiah son of Joseph, would, would have been a suffering Messiah. Messiah and David would have been a ruling Messiah. They thought that it would be one person, or they thought that it would it, that it would just be in one coming. It's the same person, but it's two different comings. First time Jesus came and suffered. Second time he's coming to rule, because that's what they recognize. How many knows he still rules? He already rules. If you'll submit to him, surrender to him, he already ruled. He's already Sunday. And so he said, hey, they may only know you as the suffering servant. They may only know you as the one who's going to the cross, uh, who's going to give your life. But I see you as son of David, the one who sits on the throne, the one who reigns, the one who rules, the one who has a kingdom, the one who can decree and nobody can reverse it, the one that opens and no man shuts and shuts and no man opens, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I'm the one. I see you as that son of Jesus. Son of David, have mercy, have mercy on me. He, he, he talked about that Keith Lincolnism the other night about revelation is an invitation. Re- revelation is an invitation to a manifestation. I just wanted to add a word that brings a transformation. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. We have too much fun. We have way too much fun. Where did that bread go? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so, so it was an invitation. He got this revelation of who Jesus was. He said, this ain't just Jesus. Because watch, watch, watch. It says, when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he didn't cry out and say, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, y'all only see where he come from in the natural he said, I know who he is in the spirit realm. I know that he come from heaven. I know that he's ordained of God. I know that there's more than meets the eye to this man called Jesus. You can call him Jesus of Nazareth. I'll call him Jesus, son of David, the one who rules, the one who reigns, the one on the throne. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how you know him. I wonder how you know him. But Jesus is coming one day and he'll be crowned king. Okay, He's king right now. He's ruler right now. I recognize him as my king. I recognize him. When he said, you are the son of David, and you are the ruler, and you are the king, and you're the one on the throne, what he was doing was saying, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to be just in the, the, the kingdom of Israel or the people of Israel, the land of Israel. He said, I'm going to put myself in the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to put myself in the kingdom of God. I am so, I am moving under a different mandate. I'm moving under a different realm. I'm moving under a different reality because I don't want to beg anymore. I'm tired of begging. I'm tired of, tired of sitting around saying, pennies? Pennies, can you help a brother out? Pennies. When, when, when I know that God has treasure houses and storehouses, that there's not anything he'll withhold from those that love him, that, that he'll pour out, that he come to give life and that life more abundantly. 
that he can do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. And, and, and so, so here he goes and he cries out. And this, I, don't, I just don't understand. And many charged him. Many charged him. That word charge is strong. It, it really means to censure. Censure. It means, you, we better not hear you say this again. You, we, you better stop it right now. That's really what it means. You, I mean, they really told him to shut up. I hope your kid don't repeat that because I said it and then you blame me. But, but, but that's really what they told him. They, 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 I mean, th- these were the disciples. It said he went out with his disciples and a great number of people. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. <laughs> I wonder... I wonder tonight, when's the last time you got a revelation that got on somebody else's nerves? (laughs) When's the last time you saw something in Jesus that you didn't care? Come on, somebody. It made you cry out. It made you praise. It made you glorify him. It made you preach in a way. It made you sing in a way. It made you dance in a way. It made you run in a way. It made you talk in a way. It made you pray in a way. It made you cry in a way to where you didn't care what anybody else thought. And the Bible said that when they told him to be quiet and to hold his peace, he cried out the more a great deal. Jesus, son of David, have mercy. And, 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 and there, there, there he is. This, this, is, this is who Bartimaeus believes Jesus to be. And, and, and so all of a sudden, I have no idea where I'm at. This, this cry, this cry, I believe there was a desperation in it, but I also believe there was an anticipation in it. There was an expectation in it. See, here's the thing about your revelation. Your revelation will be tested. And I'll tell you who will test it. Religion will test your revelation. Religion. Religious people will test your revelation. Let me tell you something. If you don't believe... <laughs> Jesus, I'm meddling. I'm just... I'm, just, I'm, just, I, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to keep it that way. <laughs> but but, but if, you, if you got a revelation... If you got a revelation, you better that revelation and you better be stronger than the religious voices that'll come and try to tell you that it ain't quite exactly that way. And you know, you just need to kind of tone it down. You need to hold it back. And you know, you just you just keep on living a little bit longer, Brother Paul. If you just keep on living a little bit longer, you'll understand what I'm saying. That you just need to No, 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 no. I got this revelation, it's stirring down on the inside of me. And so you know what? You know what? Maybe you are right. Maybe you are right. Maybe ten years down the road, maybe, maybe I'll see it that way. But you know what? Right now, I don't see it that way. And I just got to go with my revelation instead of your. I'd rather go by my revelation than go by your religion. Because I need Jesus to touch me right where I'm at. I am tired of sitting on this highway side. I am ready to move. I am ready to get up. I am ready to step forward. My God! My God! I am tired of being where I am. And I will live by my revelation instead of your religion. So, so he says, he says to him, he, his belief is tested. His revelation is tested. 
He is so assured of who Jesus is, he refuses to be silenced. My God, I wish I had a church full of people like this. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Friday, every Sunday, every Wednesday. I wish there was a church full of people that said, I refuse to be silenced because I know who he is. He's way maker. He's, he's the light. He's the promise keeper. He's my deliverer. And so, so, so how, how confident are you in who he is that he is who you need him to be? Can your revelation... Can your revelation survive religious oppression? My goodness. I told you, the more I looked in this, I don't think this was in here 10 years ago when I preached this. I done decided you won't silence me. You won't silence me. I'm persuaded. He's son of David. He rules. He rules. You don't want him on the throne in your life, that's fine. He's on the throne in my life. He rules in my life. I don't have to take a doctor's word. I don't have to take a judge's word. I don't have to take a banker's word. I don't have to take a lawyer's word. I don't have to take religion's word. I don't have to take your word. I got his word. And by his word, I'll live. I'll I'll stake my life on his word. On his word. On his word. And Jesus, and Jesus, as he, he continued to cry out, the Bible said, and Jesus stood still. <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you what I believe. I believe. Now I know this is a move. And I know God's moving. But I'll I tell you what I believe is happening. Even on Friday nights, but even at Walton Pier, I believe, I believe the Lord stood still. I believe he's hovered. I believe he's hovered. I believe he's like right here. I'm not saying he's not moving anywhere else. We know better than that. We know better than that. But I just sense that he's just hovered. I sense that somebody was crying out and he just. Yeah. Somebody's calling on my. Somebody's crying out to me. Somebody, somebody believes in me. Somebody's wanting up. Somebody's wanting out. Somebody's tired of begging. Somebody's tired of how things are in the natural. Some, somebody's tired of being stuck. Somebody's gone. And he stood still. When he stood still, he said, he said he commanded, he commanded him to be called. He commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man. I feel God calling some people tonight. I feel he's calling some people tonight. You've been somebody in this building, you've been on the highway side the last day of your life. You've been on the highway side begging the last this is the last day. I hope you got all the pennies that you wanted, because this is the last day you're gonna be begging in your life. And so 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 I tell you, I tell you, he, he commanded him to be called. And this is what he said. He said, Be a good comfort. Be a good comfort. Don't fret, don't stress. Be of good comfort. But then he, then, he, then he challenged him. He said, rise. Rise. The call of God is not a downward call. The call of God is an upward call. He's always calling you upward. He's always calling you further. He doesn't call us to go back. He calls us to go forward. He calls us to go up. And so he said, rise. He calleth thee. It's not, it's not just trying to get up. It's, it's rising to answer his call. Amen. I, I, mean, I mean, there's, time, there's times, there's times when, when, when I'm sitting 
in our living room. And, and we got a house phone. I don't know why. We hardly ever use it. We got cell phones. But, but, but it's in, the phone's in the kitchen. And, 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 and how many knows it never rings at a good time? And so we'll sit in there, and we're listening to music, or we're talking, whatever. And just ring, 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 ring. And we kind of look at each other like, you going to get it? Because yeah. <laughs> neither one of us wants to get up. Anyway, that's, that's between me and Winnie. You pray for us. Every marriage has its issues. You know how it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So finally, I, I, get, I get up. Why? Because, because to answer the call, you got to get up. To answer the call, you got to change your posture and position. To, ch- to answer the call, you got to take a step and another step. You got to change location. Come on. You, you can get his attention where he is, but he's like, hey, rise, rise, rise. And, 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 and they said, be of good comfort, rise. He calleth thee. He calleth thee. Now, this is, this is crazy. It's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. Another hour, and I will let you in on the Another hour, and I'll let you in on the ending. And this is what the Bible says. That when he, when he got, this is the amazing thing. It says, and he, yeah. casting away his garment. Now, last, last week I was talking about interfering. I was talking about that. And I, I, I brought some of them young men up here and, and illustrated that. And, you know, they was throwing the ball back and forth. And, 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 you know, unhindered. And then I got in the middle of them. And, you know, I was interfering because intercession is interfering. When you intercede for somebody, you're interfering with what the enemy wants to throw into somebody's life. Right? You remember that? So, so we was interfering. We was interfering. And I thought, man, that's a good illustration. And then I thought, man, I like those illustrated messages. And then I read this. And I was like, casting away his garment. I was like, ooh, we can't illustrate this. We cannot illustrate this message. And yet we cannot ignore it. And so I'm going to do this as well as I can. But you got to get this. It's important. Because this is what holds a lot of people back. And he casting away his garment. This would have been his outer garment. I want you to hear this. He had a specific garment that identified him as a beggar. A beggar's garment. But when he heard the call, when Jesus began to respond, he said, I'm not going to need this anymore. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus still ain't done nothing. Jesus Jesus hadn't spoken to him directly. Jesus hadn't touched him. Jesus hadn't said, receive your son. He hadn't done nothing. But down on the inside, he said, oh, I refuse to stay here. I refuse to stay here. And so he he cast away, he cast away his garment. Because he said, I'm not living in that existence. That's that's not my identity anymore. It's not my identity anymore. I'm not going to live in that anymore. And so he cast it away. But what? So it was his outer garment. So, and, and I'm going to say this, okay? And I'm not trying to be funny. This is the, literally the truth. All he would have been wearing was his undergarment. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he came to Jesus. Yeah. We cannot illustrate. Some of y'all are struggling with it. We cannot illustrate. <laughs> okay? So all, I say this for a reason. We, can, we cannot ignore this. Because I'll tell you why. Because in 30, almost 31 years of preaching, okay, I've watched 
literally dozens, if not hundreds of people get right on the brink of a breakthrough. And then, and then they tense up and it's like they don't want any level, and I'm, I say this respectfully, they don't want any level of humiliation. Come on. Because as soon as they start feeling themselves, I see, I see them shut down. Because I, I'm not going to get up there and shake. I'm not going to get up there and fall on the floor. No, 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 I'm not falling in the floor. I'm not falling. And so, the, and so the, because you're not gonna, I'm not going to be humiliated. And, and, of course, that's not what it's about, but that's the mentality. That's what the enemy's trying. He'll use anything to keep you from your breakthrough. He'll use anything to keep you begging on the highway side. And I've seen people tense up and, and, and through intimidation or through, or through uh, uh, the, the fear of, of humiliation and they'll tense up and they'll shut down and you're praying. It's like, come on, come on, just release it. Let God touch you. And they're just like... And they never do really give themselves completely over. Bartimaeus didn't have that problem. I mean, the dude took off his beggar's garment. He goes to Jesus in his undergarment. Okay? Because he said, and so someone says, well, I don't want to, you know, when they're praying for me and I start shaking, like, I, don't, I, I mean, everybody's looking at it. I mean, you know, what are they going to think about me? Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Do you want to be liked or do you want to be liberated? I mean, serious, serious. I'm not being mean. I'm not being ugly. Do you, do you want to be? Do you want dignity or do you want deliverance? Because there's times that you can't have both. There's times you got to decide. You know what? I am sick and tired of being where I am, and I don't care what somebody thinks about what I look like. I am ready to get up from this highway side. Take this garment. It's not who I am anymore. I'm ready to walk in a new reality. I'm ready to walk in a new revelation. I'm ready to walk in a new identity. And he said, ain't going to embarrass me. (laughs) You know why? You know why? He was blind. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you. I'm going somewhere. Sometimes to receive what God wants to give you, you have to be blind <laughs> to other realities. You have to be blind. Amen. You see what I'm saying? You, 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 you can't always be conscious and aware of everything. Else. No, I want to be liberated. I want to be delivered. I want to come out of this. I want to get up out of this. And, and, and so, so here he comes in his undergarment. Well, I can see them religious people now. I'd love to have been there. Oh, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my gosh. Look, Wanda. Look. No, don't look, Wanda. Don't look, Wanda. Ray Stevens is here tonight, I see. <laughs> Next Friday, we'll talk about what music you should listen to and what you shouldn't listen to. So watch. So casting away his garment. Because he said, this is not about humiliation. It's about my expectation. Yeah. This is about my desire. 
It's not about my dignity. Listen, he's been a beggar. He's like, what kind of dignity do I have now? I mean, I'm bound, I'm wrapped up, I'm tied up, I'm tied. No, I don't care. If I'm going to be humiliated, I'm going to be humiliated trying to get free, trying to get up out of this, trying to move to the next spot, and trying, try, trying to live for you, trying to take a step towards you. The Bible said he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And that, that's, that's what you guys see when you come to the altar, when you answer a call, that you're not just coming to the altar just to ask somebody to lay hands on you. You are coming to Jesus. You are coming before Jesus. And you got to lay all that other stuff aside and say, God, any, the old folks, you say, any way you want to bless me, Lord, I will be satisfied. Any way you want to do it, you can put me in the floor. You can roll me around. You can shake me. You can make me cry. Come on, you can move on me however you want to. I just want your touch. I, I just want you. I, I just want deliverance. I want up out of here. And I've seen them, I've seen them, I've seen them resist. And I've seen them push back. And I, uh, Brother Jim Hilliard, Jim Hilliard, gone on to be with the Lord. I, he, he, he would preach and he, they'd sing and he would preach. But he very rarely prayed with people around the altar. And he told me one time, before he went to heaven, he, he told me, he, he said, here's why I don't pray a lot with people. He said, because you'll get down there. And he said, you're giving it everything you've got. And he's like, in the name of Jesus. And you know, and you're sweating. He said, your socks is down around your ankles. And he said, your sweat's building up in your shoes. And every time you walk, you're squishing. And he said, you do all that. And he said, all of a sudden, said, when you get done, said they'll look up and say, and he said, the whole time you've been praying and battling and warring, he said, they've just been sitting there letting you do all the work. And he said, I decided, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It was the way the Lord dealt with him. So it was his perception. Because he, if he discerned that somebody was going to just tense up, somebody was just going to let him do all that. No, that's not what this is. This is about you rising. This is about you saying, I refuse to stay here. I refuse to live like this. I re- Listen, he said, not only am I not going to die like this, I'm not going to live like this one more day. I wonder if there's somebody in this building that said, not only am I not going to die in this, I'm not going to live like this one more day. And, and, and I got I to hurry. I got to quit. And, and so, so he says, he said, he casting away his garment, rose and he came to Jesus. See, Bartimaeus didn't have the problem of humiliation. He, didn't, he wasn't intimidated by nothing. And he, said, he said, I refuse. I refuse to stay here. I refuse to stay here. And so he rose. He got up. He got up. His revelation caused him to get up. Because this is the thing. He threw away that garment before Jesus ever touched him. Before he ever got his sight. And I'll tell you why. Because he saw before he saw. He saw before he saw. He saw himself seeing in his heart before he saw himself seeing with his eyes. He saw himself seeing in his heart before he saw himself seeing with his eyes. There comes a point in time, my brothers and my sisters, where we have what we see and know in our heart has to be greater than what we see or do not see with our eyes. 
there has to be a faith that stirs us to say, not only I refuse to stay here, but I see myself beyond this. I already see myself out of this. I see myself on the other side of this. I see, come on, I see myself recovered. I see myself, come on, I, I, I know they say that I'm sick and I'm afflicted, but I see myself on the other side. I know they say I got cancer, but I see myself on the other side of this. I know they say that this is going on. I got a blood disorder, but I see myself. I know they say that my grandbaby it, it has this condition, but I see her on the other side of that. I see. Can I just tell you something about that? Can I tell you something about that blood? What Jesus' blood has is greater than what her blood doesn't have, and it can make up the difference and bring healing and restoration. Don't you go by what just you see. We go by faith. We go by faith. We walk by faith. And that was faith talking the other night. And it's faith that's began to move this in the right direction. And it's faith that will see it on through. You know why? Because we refuse to stay here. Now watch. He didn't just, his refusal to stay there wasn't just a one-time thing, one-moment thing, one-place thing. All along the way, I refuse to stay here. Oh, I'm called, but I refuse just to stay called. I've cast away my garment, but I refuse just to stay there. I'm, I, I refuse until I get this interaction encounter with Jesus. Now, this is amazing. I really got to quit. But he said, he, he said, Jesus answered him when he came to Jesus, and he said, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? <laughs> what? Let me tell you what I love about Bartimaeus. What I love about Bartimaeus is he knew exactly what he wanted. He knew exactly what he wanted. What would you? What would be your answer if God asked you tonight? I mean, if God asked you tonight, and maybe He is, and maybe He is, maybe He's asking you, "What wilt thou that I should do? What is it? What is it that you want done?" You've, you've prayed, you've cried out, you've called out, you, you, you've recognized me, you've moved by revelation, you've risen up, you've cast away your garment, you've done all that for a reason, right? For a reason. What is the reason? What do you want me to do? Well, Lord, you know, just whatever you want to do. That's not what he said. That is not what Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus knew. He knew. He said, I'm tired of begging I'm tired of not seeing. Come on. I'm tired of walking in darkness. I'm tired of not being able to see the sunrise. Come on. I ain't seen the sunrise. I haven't seen the light of day. I'm tired of living like this. Lord, I want to receive my sight. I want to tell you something. God doesn't just move when people cry out. I believe God moves when people cry out who know exactly what they want. embarrass nobody for nothing, but we don't want no partial re- restoration. If God's asking me, if God's asking me, I want full restoration. Full. Complete. Total. Whole. Doesn't matter who's. I want, I want, I want full. I want full. Complete. 
and, 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 he, and the blind man said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. I want to see, watch, I want to see with my eyes what I already see in my heart. I got, can I obey God just a minute? God's, God just told me to tell you there's some things in Sudan that you see in your heart that you ain't seeing with your eyes yet. But God told me to just tell you that you are going to see with your eyes the vision that already exists and lives inside your heart to follow him. He's heard you. He's seen you. He's watched you. He is favoring you. And there are things that are, I, I don't know, maybe even in the works or maybe things that ain't even started. God's saying, and I, I sense this word, I sense an acceleration of what God is going to do in Sudan. Uh, if you don't know, these are missionaries to Sudan who's in on furlough. But I, I sense that. I sense God telling me to tell you uh, that there. Why? Because somebody from a farm boy from Tennessee said, I refuse to stay here when God wants me to go somewhere. I've answered the call and I refuse to stay here. I'm going to go answer the call. And he's cried up and God's already doing magnificent things. But it's about to get heavier. It's about to accelerate. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. He said, what will you do? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And he said, go thy way. Thy faith. Your faith has made you whole. If, if he's, it's, it's what you believe Man, how many months ago was it? Divinely persuaded. Divinely persuaded. I just sense that. Just sense that. Divinely persuaded. Absolutely persuaded. I mean, right after the holy defiance, the all of this. You see how this it's all connected. It's all woven together. All woven together. Because God's trying to call a people for him. He's trying to call them out of the highway side. Off of the highway side begging. Off of being an outcast. And being a part of in what God is doing. Anybody want to be in on what God is doing? Paul, would you come? So, so, so here's, here's, what, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. He, he had already decided I refuse to stay. I wonder if there's anybody in this place tonight. I wonder if there's anybody in this place tonight that you've decided, I refuse. I refuse to stay here. Now listen, you may not be at a necessarily a bad place like Bartimaeus was, but you may not be walking in the fullness. Are, are, you, are you content? Are you satisfied? Are you willing to just say, you know what? Well, this is better than what was. This is better than where I was. At least I've made, at least I've made progress. At least I've took a few steps forward. At least I'm not where, you know, I mean, a year ago or six months ago or six weeks ago, at least I'm not really back there anymore. But, but, but are you going to stay there or are you going to let that? Because listen, you can let your place of, of one point of deliverance become your next place of captivity you can let one blessing become bond 
When, when they ended up in Egypt, Egypt in the beginning was a blessing. But they stayed too long and it became bondage. Until they cried out. And God said, I've heard their cry. And I've come down to get you out. Because you've cried unto me and said, we refuse to stay here. Now, Pharaoh won't, let, won't want to let you go. He will not want to let you go. He, the enemy will not want to let you go easily. Your own mind, your own mentality, your, your, your heritage. I don't know what Timaeus' family. They might have been the ones telling Bartimaeus, you know, you just need to calm down. You just need to calm down. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, why don't you just be content? You've lived all your life like this. You've dealt with this for so long. Why don't you just be content? You've, been, you've had this sickness. You've had this affliction. You've had this difficulty. You've had this challenge. You've had this problem. You've had this issue. You've had this family issue. You've had all this for as long as you can remember. Why don't you just let it go? No! No! I refuse to stay here when I know there's somebody who can get me out, who can change my existence, who can change my identity, who can change my circumstance, who can change my destiny, who can change, come on, he can change what needs to be changed. When I know that it's Jesus, I refuse to stay here. So I wonder, as we all stand tonight, I wonder if there's anybody here that says, I refuse. I refuse. I'm going after. I hear the call. I hear the call. Jesus. Hallelujah. If you sense his call tonight, here's what I want you to do. Rise. Cast away your garment. Cast away that grief. Cast away, cast away anything that holds you back. 
and come to Jesus. That's the altar call. Come to Jesus. Bring it to him. Come after him in this place. In this place. Father, the